Follow The Ron Show on Instagram at Ron Show Radio. The Ron Show on America One Radio. So it's been a minute since we've heard any movement on the power outage situation in Moore County, North Carolina. Remember that? Uh, there was a lot of speculation and dot connecting that apparently a drag show happening downtown in rural Moore County, North Carolina led to uh, potential domestic terror. There were those on the right who said, no, pump your brakes. It may not have had anything to do with a drag show. But here we have some new news that uh, comes out of North Carolina. The headline uh, from Count On 2, the number 2, countonto.com. That would be uh, NBC2. I think in Wilmington, or is this just coming out of Charleston? Yeah, anyway, the headline, North Carolina men among several charged in various neo-Nazi plots against power substations in 2020 and in 2021. Uh, this coming from WGHP television in High Point, at least two groups of men with neo-Nazi ties have been charged or convicted in connection to plans to attack power substations, and some of those men have ties to North Carolina. Does this sound familiar? Is it too premature to connect the dots? I don't know. The plots were uncovered in 2020 and 2021 and covered numerous states. Three men pled guilty to a 2021 plot in February of 2022, and several men indicted by the Eastern District of North Carolina in a 2020 plot are awaiting trial. Both those cases involve groups planning attacks on substations in different states, primarily using high-powered automatic weapons. And this just in from Count On 2 NBC2. Let's get to some breaking news now. We've just confirmed deputies in Moore County have obtained multiple search warrants into the attacks on Duke Energy Electrical substations over the weekend, causing tens of thousands of people to go without power for four days. Chief Deputy Richard Maness telling us just within the last few minutes, these warrants are under seal because of sensitive information, but he says it is part of the ongoing effort to find these suspects who knocked out this power by firing bullets into those two substations. The power is now back on. We'll continue to follow this breaking news for you. So you don't think he might be looking at some of those cases that were just being discussed in that article, do you? Hmm. I've yet to, by the way, hear one word about Antifa. Antifa ain't doing this. Hell, the Muslim Brotherhood ain't doing this. The Muslim anything ain't doing this. Black Panthers aren't doing this. The Alphabet Mafia. I can speak on behalf of the Alphabet Mafia. We're not doing this. This we're not doing. We wouldn't cancel a drag show. Are you kidding me? Please. We'd put it on Bravo. Now, I can make some nice, long, eloquent speech about how this all dovetails into what we're seeing in Washington right now. Okay, so I might try. No, seriously, this this is about continuing functionality. And what you see here is a faction that would rather blow it all up, figuratively or literally, <laughs> blow it all up, than to continue to see this nation progress towards that more perfect union with all the diversity, ugh, they can't stand it, growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah, there are those on the hard right that say that the left is just using scenarios like this to stigmatize white people. I mean, oh my gosh, where could they have ever gotten that idea from after post-reconstruction demonization of the colored person, after Jim Crow, after the Willie Horton ad during the 1984 presidential? Where on earth could they have gotten that idea from? Joe Biden put it best. 
And we won't ignore what our intelligence agency have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is mm -hmm. terrorism. We're not going to ignore that either. My fellow Americans, look, we have to come together to heal the soul of this nation. It was nearly a year ago before her father's funeral when I spoke with Gianna Floyd, George Floyd's young daughter. She's a little tight, so I was kneeling down to talk to her so I could look her in the eye. She looked at me, she said, my daddy changed the world. Well, after the conviction of George Floyd's murderer, we can see how right she was if, if we have the courage to act as a Congress. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Now's our opportunity to make some real progress. The vast majority of men and women wearing a uniform and a badge serve our communities, and they serve them honorably. I know them. I know they want I know they want to help meet this moment as well. My fellow Americans, we have to come together. Joe Biden's not alone. By the way, our U.S. military believes that white nationalism is a national security threat equal to ISIS or Al-Qaeda, according to a poll done in 2020. I'm going to read this from the Military Times. Troops surveyed in the latest Military Times poll identified white nationalism as a national security threat on par with Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State group, and more worrisome than the danger posed by North Korea, Afghanistan, or Iraq. Participants polled in late July 2020 after months of nationwide racial equality protests and violent conflicts between the demonstrators and law enforcement also reported signs of racist behavior in the ranks, despite military leaders' recent reminders of the importance of diversity and respect. Here's where I point out, by the way, our active duty military, all younger, they're, you know, at the most, they're in my generation. What, are, what am I, Gen, Gen X? Forget. Anyway, I'm 48. So that's a, it's an under 50 skewing poll that shows that a majority see that white nationalism is a threat on par with ISIS and Al-Qaeda and more worrisome than Afghanistan or Iraq. There was a third one thrown in there. How could I forget North Korea? It's a real and grave threat, and we see it in a lot of dialogue, and some of it is so subtle that the people that you hear speaking what you hear or typing out what you see them write aren't even aware that what they're saying reeks of white nationalism, white supremacy. The, <laughs> the argument that Civil War statues erected after the Civil War, during Jim Crow, most of them, like, their plight to save those Civil War statues, they don't realize why they were erected in the first place. Kind of a drawing a line, a, a show of force, a bully tactic. They don't understand that their breathless defense of history and heritage is 
at the very least, an ignorant, tacit acceptance and de facto support for a past wrong. And I'm not talking about slavery or the Civil War. I'm talking about the erecting of the statue in the first place or the flag, depending on what state's flag is up for debate. We still have a St. Andrew's cross on state flags in Alabama, in the state flag of Arkansas, in the state flag of Florida still. Even the fight against critical race theory, which is a a boogeyman argument to begin with because no high school curriculum featured critical race theory to begin with, and most colleges didn't either. It was like one of those elective courses you would take at a law school in a handful of law schools. But the the fervor to tamp down critical race theory, better snuff that out before it becomes something. The book banning. There's been this wave of book banning in southern states, most notably Florida. Hi, Ron DeSantis. How are you? Got my eyes on you, buddy. These are all efforts in white supremacy. And I know I'm going to get pushed back from the occasional right-winger who goes, we're just preserving history here. We don't want to raise kids that feel like they're ostracized because they're black. Eh, I don't think teaching history, a history of bias and oppression, does that. Well, then we, we don't want little white kids to feel like they should feel bad about past wrongs done by white people. In what world does that ever happen? I mean, seriously, I I never once felt guilt for the Trail of Tears. I was shocked and repulsed by the atrocities born on the Native culture in this country, as shocked and repulsed as I am about the known history of the enslavement of Africans brought to this country as human chattel and the atrocities born out there. But it it never once, as a fourth, fifth, sixth, or whatever grade I was learning more about this, well into college, it never once made me feel like a lesser person because someone of my skin tone did something wrong. I watched the entire Dahmer miniseries. He was gay. He was white. Never once did I think to myself, man, gay white people, good grief sickos, or turn and look at myself and go, you disgust me, Ron. You're just awful. Well, no, because I never killed anybody. Never wanted to dine on somebody's flesh. Efforts to preserve buildings or monuments or highways. I believe we have a Jefferson Davis County in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Efforts to preserve those sort of names. Come on, man. There's a little spur of highway in my hometown that connects I-20 to downtown Augusta via Washington Road. Washington Road, which runs right along the Augusta National Golf Course. And just steps from the golf course, I would say what? Quarter mile, maybe? John C. Calhoun Expressway. John C. Calhoun, a former vice president, former senator, former slave owner, who once was, uh, you know, notoriously... Brutal to his own slaves. There was a slave named uh, Alec, by the way, that got away. And when he was recaptured, Calhoun wrote to the captor, 
I'm glad to hear that Alec has been apprehended and am much obliged to you for paying the expense of apprehending him. He ran away for no other reason but to avoid a correction for some misconduct. You can read that into that, right? Whipping. And as I am desirous to prevent a repetition, I wish you to have him lodged in jail for one week to be fed on bread and water and to employ someone for me to give him 30 lashes well laid on at the end of the time. I hope you will pardon the trouble. I only give it because I deem it necessary to our proper security to prevent the formation of the habit of running away, and I think it better to punish him before his return home than afterwards. That was in 1831. Slavery wasn't abolished until 1865, of course, in the midst of the Civil War, but there was already a lot of discussion about emancipating slaves. Well, actually, as this nation was being formed. Never mind that the Electoral College that continues to bite the will of the people in the ass in this country every, you know, 10, 15 years or so, was something of a compromise to majority slave states to bring them to the table to sign the Constitution so we could ratify that bad boy and get moving. You see, white nationalism, white supremacy, it's not a new problem. It's baked into the nation's DNA, unfortunately, and we have a faction that refuses to allow us to even look back into that to see how we got to where we are today. My theory for the resistance into that introspection is that there's a conservative movement that realizes that a lot of their ideology stems from racist thought of the past, and they don't want future students, future voters to connect the dots. Okay, so I was right. I was going to go off on a tirade over the substation situation in North Carolina with some arrests being made. By the way, I'll share that article in the show notes at ronshowatl.com and at ronshowatl on Twitter. Stand by, Atlanta. Does a little five points need saving? I think maybe. More Ron Show on America One Radio next. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with eXp Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping, so you've still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 
843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website ronontheReal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with EXP Realty.